Welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Dr. Steve Barrett, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, we're very happy to have you on the show. It's a special day. We're actually recording this on National Dentist Day. So, Dr. Barrett, I just want to say happy National Dentist Day. Uh, have you gotten that a few times today? You know, actually, you're the first one. I didn't even know that. So, that's awful. That's on. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, you know, um, they do have like a lot of holidays these days, but... Uh, I remember specifically celebrating this one last year, and we've seen a little bit on social media today, so just wanted to extend that to you and all the dentists out there listening right now. This is Confessions from a Dental Lab, the show that brings you beneath the surface so you can hear things and learn things right from the source. My name is KJ Eichstead, brand manager at New Art Dental Lab, and we're very excited to have Dr. Steve Barrett on the show today. Dr. Barrett, where are you calling in from? I'm calling from Orlando. Orlando. I've actually been to a few Orlando City SC games. Have you ever been? I have not. I have not. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, sunny Florida. Is it uh, warm down there? It's beautiful today. Uh, it's a little overcast right now, but 83, sunny all day. Wow. A lot, Happy. Of, a lot of pollen in the air right now. A lot of allergy season, but it's very nice. Well, hey, it's, uh, you know, we have a nice spring day up here uh, we're calling from milwaukee wisconsin but you know it's a uh, mid 40s so that's pretty good for us it feels like 70 um but yeah dr bear very happy to have you here uh we just want to get right into it first question could you introduce dr barrett like who is dr barrett who you are and what you do sure um so i'm a, a founding partner and the clinical director of a privately owned group practice here in Florida. Uh, We have 80 locations. We stretch from Jacksonville through Daytona Beach, through Orlando, down to Tampa, Sarasota area. Um, We're a a group that's encompassed uh, general dentists and all specialists are within our groups. We're a multi-specialty group. Um, We're a privately owned group and we've been in practice for over 40 years in the state of Florida. Um, so my role currently in, in the company is to train and mentor our new doctors or actually any doctors that are in the practice, mostly with aesthetic procedures, um, but really anything that they need. And I think what's unique about our practice is that I do travel to all of our locations and I work chairside with our doctors on their cases. Um, and so that means I travel to their office, even if it's two, three hours from my house, and I work on their cases with them um, throughout the, you know, whether it's a week, a month, whether it's a three-month-long case, I show up at every appointment. So that's wow. what I do. That's a little bit about our group um, in a nutshell. Wow. Thank you for sharing. I mean, 80, 80 practices, that is not small. And, and to give your personal time and your personal touch to all of those, you must be a very busy man. And I'm sure all the dentists appreciate it because – it's just nice getting that personal touch, uh, especially from someone experienced in the field. So that kind of leads me into my next question. Uh, feel free to expand a bit. How long have you been practicing dentistry? And as much as you want to share, can you tell us about your dental journey? Sure. Um, so I've been practicing a long time. Um, I graduated dental school in 1988. Um, and 
when I was in dental school as a senior, I joined the Navy. Um, back then, there were no scholarships to be had. It was really a way for me to come go from Ohio, where I was at Case Western Reserve, to come to Florida without having to take the Florida state exam, which at that time was just a you know, a separate exam for just the state of Florida. And that licensure exam was very, very difficult. I think the pass rate was only about 20, 25%. So what I did is I joined the Navy for three years. I was stationed in Orlando. Um, and that enabled me to go ahead and take my state exam once I was actually in the state of Florida, which was much easier, um, much higher pass rate if you're in the state. Uh, and then from after two years in Orlando, I unfortunately or fortunately, depending how you look at it, um, I got orders to go to an aircraft carrier in Jacksonville. So I served a year uh, on the USS Saratoga during the Gulf War, so Desert Storm and Desert Shield. Um, and so I got uh, a lot of other experiences in life. Um, I can remember sitting out in the in the Red Sea. During wow. the during the Gulf War, um, and there's not much for dentists to do on a ship. There's a lot of flights being flown, obviously, off the carrier. And I actually wrote a letter to Dr. Greenberg and put it in snail mail. You know, it goes on a plane, flies across the ocean. Um, and I got a return about eight to ten weeks later that I should come for an interview when I got back stateside. And that's how I started. Wow. Thank you for your service, Dr. Barrett. That's a really interesting story. Um, you know, it's always interesting hearing all these different backgrounds. Do you ever uh, get back up to Ohio much these days? Because that's where you're from, right? So I'm, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. I go to Pittsburgh. I'm still a Steelers fan, so I try to get there to see a game. Um, not a big fan of Ohio, unfortunately. <laughs> it's really cold. Yeah. Um, but, but I do like Pittsburgh. Um, That's cool. So my journey kind of started there, meeting Dr. Greenberg. I I worked a lot early on as we started to build offices. We were working, in particular, I worked six days a week for 13 years. I worked seven days a week for a few years. Um, and, and over the course of time, I just kind of transitioned from working every day, running my own schedule with my own patients, to being able to travel and work with our doctors in their particular offices. Man, that's super cool. Uh, I suppose, was it much of an adjustment maybe going from serving other servicemen and women to perhaps serving, uh, you know, all sorts of like civilian patients? Was that kind of like an adjustment for you? Um, not so much. The biggest adjustment is, you know, when you're in the service and you're doing dentistry, there's no real time limit for anything. You can you can take all day if you want doing certain things. Um and as a military officer, you're you're actually thought of as a military officer first and then a dentist second, um, at least at the time that I was in there. So there are many things that I had to do that were unrelated to dentistry um, just because you're an officer. Uh, so, you know, it was a transition because I didn't get to do as much as I really would have liked to. So when I got out, you know, even after three years, I felt like I had had very limited experiences dentally. Man, that's so interesting. Quick follow-up to that, Dr. Barrett. When you were on the aircraft carrier, like, what was the situation with the dental lab? Did they have a little mini lab on the carrier? Would they send that stuff in the snail mail, or how did that even work? Yeah, so on a carrier, um, if you can imagine, there's five dentists. I, with me, there was an oral surgeon, 
a prosthodontist and myself and two other general dentists. Um, and we had a small lab, but typically you're not really going to do anything in the lab just because, you know, back then we, they were casting PFMs and, you know, there wasn't really a ceramic material. Um, we weren't making any partials, just really a routine dental care. But because there was a war, we didn't really see any patients at all. We actually mm. um, only saw emergency patients, no routine visits, because everything that was being done was to support the pilots and their flying missions really 24-7. So from a dental perspective, I didn't do a whole lot. I, I did a lot of other tasks. Um, I got to do some stuff on, stuff on the flight deck, um, things that you really wouldn't think dentists would be doing. But, um, yeah, so there was, there was definitely a transition because there wasn't a lot of dentistry in my last year. It's so interesting. Thank you for sharing. I, I suppose you kind of touched on this, but my next question, feel free to expand or feel free to go in a different direction if you'd like. Maybe this could be in your, your post-service career, but uh, maybe even it's something that pertains to your, your dentistry career uh, right now. What's one X factor that separates you from other dentists? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple things, you know, now um... – because I practiced for a long time, I do um, teach one day at uh, one of the dental schools. Um, I think back when I started, I think it was really a lot of hard work. I, I don't now necessarily see a lot of young doctors who want to work six or seven days a week um, mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, put in that effort. Um, but I think right now, at this point in my career, the biggest thing that might differentiate me from other dentists is probably the attention to detail I have when it comes to what my passion is, which is doing aesthetics and that type of dentistry Um, and incorporating the photography aspect into dentistry and really utilizing that to what I say, create this shared vision between you and the patient, between you and your staff and you in the laboratory. Um, That's kind of what I, I think differentiates what I do now. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I know there's a couple things uh, there. I, I see a lot of dentists. Um, I would say even maybe the majority do like a like a four day work week these days, which is which is very interesting. Kind of hearing the contrast of of how you came up, and and no doubt you were able to just log those thousands of hours and become very skilled at your craft. Talking about the aesthetics for a sec, do you have any uh, you know preferred materials you like to go to? I know there's so many different kinds, like. You know, we'll do feldspathic veneers here and there. You know, I, I know a very popular material we're seeing increased interest in is Zercad Prime because it's a nice blend of strengths and aesthetics. Um, obviously, there's a lot of layering that goes into it. But but do you want to maybe speak to some of your preferences with that stuff? So, I, um, you know, I I wish I was always a little more knowledgeable in lab processes. Um, I I have learned quite a bit over the years, but I really still like lithium to silicate as a material. Um, It's predictable. Um, You know, I understand how, whether I'm cementing it or bonding it, I I know what I'm going to get in that situation. The Zercad Prime, I absolutely like um, and have used it quite a bit in certain cases um, where, you know, I need that little bit of strength. Maybe I need that um, for a bridge. Um, I need something in the posterior so really, you, you touched on, I mean, Zercad Prime is probably the main material other than Emacs, and I, and I try to use lithium disilicate whenever I can. 
Yeah, you know, we actually do quite a bit with Emacs too. It's it's just it's very interesting because different situations call for just different materials, and uh, depending on every case is different. So it's it's hard to really say one thing is a one size fits all solution. Um, heading into my next question, what's one thing your patients have taught you over the years? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as good as I think I am. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think that patients, um, what I've learned from patients is you just can't prejudge your patients. Um, you know, my practice is an insurance-driven practice, um, yet 90% of everything I do is elective dentistry. Um, so I have learned over the years not to judge people um, based on insurance um, because that actually has nothing to do with whether they can, either whether they want the dentistry that you're trying to offer to them or they can afford it, right? It just typically comes from their employer. Um, so I've learned just, you know, to treat everybody the same, offer the best, kind of then evaluate the insurance and let the chips fall where they may. Um, so I, I really try to treat all the patients exactly the same. I think that's great advice that anyone could uh, take in dentistry or could take in any field, really. Um, but but it makes a lot of sense because oftentimes uh, it is an insurance, uh, you know, involved in the process. And, and you know, that leads to uh, certain routes, certain paths, and there's a lot of good solutions no matter which way you decide to pursue the solution. So how about this? You know, we, we touched on this a little bit, but how important is it to work with a good dental lab? And why is that important? Um, oh, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, through my career, I have worked with a lot of different labs. Um, and I would venture to say when I first started, you know, probably not the highest tier labs. Um, I think now, you know, I work with all kinds of labs all over the country from very, very, you know, the highest end lab to kind of the middle of the road lab. But the number one thing, no matter where I'm working, is that communication with the lab. Mm-hmm. Because most dentists are not experts in materials and lab processes, and I work with a lot of, you know, we have a, over 100 general dentists in our group, so I work with a lot of young dentists who come out of school in the beginning of their career, and it's really paramount that they have a lab that they can communicate to, where the lab is willing to, you know, come to the phone and discuss the case because the doctor has prescribed the wrong material, perhaps for the situation or hasn't provided the proper photography necessary for the lab to be successful. So all of the labs I work with now, um, they communicate with me daily. They send me uh, pictures of cases, um, impressions, bites. Um, you know, if there's no photograph, they contact me, and then I work with the doctors to try to get that coordinated. But, you know, having a lab that knows, you know, what your preferences are, uh, what's the best material, and they can really just deliver and pay attention to uh, the detailed information that I'm sending. I do send a lot of very detailed information in my lab prescriptions, Yep. Um, and I want that to be followed. I mean, that that is just such a key sitting, sitting on this side. We, we really emphasize like over-communication, and, and the more that you know, a dentist might give us to work with, then the the more accurate um, and stronger that percentage is that we get it a great result for everybody. So I think that's really good advice. Like it's nothing crazy complicated, but but communication, accessibility, and honestly, just like being on the same page and following those details. You, you mentioned it earlier. 
uh, your attention to detail, well, well, that goes both ways, right? Like a lab's got to be all over those details because this is something that's very important to a patient, uh, whether they're in Florida, whether they're in, you know, a different state. Um, you know, it's their smile we're talking about. So uh, it's important to be on those details. That's actually really interesting to hear because it, it's always like a different, um, you know, uh, shape, uh different answer depending on what kind of dentist we're talking to do you primarily you you mentioned you work with labs across the country uh do you primarily work with labs in florida and then maybe use like a few here and there like that you might ship stuff to or could you maybe expand on that a little bit so we do use some local labs because there are things just for time uh you know necessity of time that we have to turn around quicker yeah and then we use other labs throughout the country and you know, we try to use labs for their strengths. Um, there are some labs that I love the way they do veneers, and I use them. And there are other labs that I love the way they do uh, their provisionals. Um, I use a lot of PMMA provisionals. Um, and so I, I kind of seek them out based on that. Other ones actually communicate much better with me. Um, and they may maybe their turnaround time is a little bit faster, which can be very important in some cases. Um, so whoever I try different labs out to kind of see what I get, um, you know, as a, as an owner of a group, we're always trying to figure out in a way cost versus quality. Um, so we have to vet a variety of labs and try to always be doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh it truly is like a team effort. It's like a great dentist and a great lab is just a winning team. Uh, so how about this bonus question? You can take this any direction you'd like. What advice would you give to aspiring dentists and other dentists out there to maximize success in 2023, 2024, and beyond? So I'm going to give you my my, my spiel. Yep. <laughs> um, because I, I do. I'm a big believer, and you know, I love the technology that's out there. Um, I think it all has a place. I hear sometimes from uh, doctors that somehow they feel like the technology is going to somehow make them more productive. Um, and I'm not sure that that's necessarily true. Just give you an example. You know, obviously scanners are, are pretty popular and they're out there and in office milling, but you know, just the fact that you have a scanner um, doesn't necessarily make the doctor more productive. The scanner just is a way to deliver the impression to the lab. It's just a process. I think what doctors really need to embrace is the idea of using some photography at that initial visit um, to not only diagnose but explain things to patients better, to get away from, you know, holding a small mirror up in their face and trying to have them look in their mouth to see things, um, focusing on one tooth with an intraoral camera that's great for an emergency appointment, but to do more comprehensive work to really kind of go down the path of learning how to use a camera. It's very simple. Really start with just a few pictures. Um, and then from there, really learn how to do some two-dimensional case planning so that you can get that information to your laboratory. Um, I do mine in PowerPoint. Some people do it in Keynote. I save it to a PDF, and I can send it to the lab as part of my lab prescription so that I'm not constrained by the little box that's on the lab prescription or I'm trying to fit in, you know, 500 words into a little box. So that allows me to get better results from the very beginning, even when I order my provisional. Um, everything is accompanied by photographs, measurements, very specific instructions. So for any new dentist, any dentists who are just trying to struggle a little bit, 
if they want to be a little more predictable on what they're doing, that's the path that I would go on. I would start there. That's tremendous advice, Dr. Barrett. That's actually the first time I've heard that, but I'm just thinking about it because, yeah, we do, we do so much to try and optimize the communication. And it's like no matter what field you're in, whether it's dentistry or building a house, it really all starts with that foundation. You know, even recording this podcast, like the audio file, if it's a if it's like a poor quality audio file, then it's going to be hard no matter how much mixing and mastering is involved. And if it's like a, you know, more information up front about a case or or, or less information, that's going to play a big impact um, on the final results. So that's uh that's really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of dentists will will have a found some value in that. Last question. You know, you mentioned in the beginning, uh, you work with so many dentists. You know, eighty practices all around the state. You know, you you've been practicing for a long time. Do you have any goals for the future? Um, you know, I really I enjoy I enjoy what I'm doing immensely, um, and I know a lot of dentists. You know, at my point in their career probably. <laughs> don't enjoy what they're doing but i feel like dentistry has always been taught by with mentors and and giving back that information so my goal really is to just continue adding value to our group and adding value to the doctors who work for me Um, and i don't have really any plans to slow down um, because otherwise i really don't know what i would do yeah you know if you enjoy what you're doing this is not really work It's, it's a lot of fun for me and i I love the aspect of what I can do now. Um, so that that's kind of my plan is to just keep on the same road. You know, Dr. Barrett. And, and I have to mention, I, I do have a young, uh, my, my youngest son is in dental school. So he'll be graduating in a couple of years. He'd like to go on to be an orthodontist. So I need to, you know, be around to aid some mentorship to him as well. Of course. Where's, uh, where's he going? He's at LECOM down in um, Bradenton, Florida. Oh, okay. Very cool. And yeah, that's the school. That's the school that I teach at one day a week, um, just so I can keep an eye on them. Right, that's a parent's job. You know, it's it's so um, it's so cool to hear you say that because I was just gonna say that you can tell that you're very passionate about it, and that's what really brings out the best, right? Like when you love what you do, you really just strive to be great at it, and. Um, you know, I have no doubt that that's a huge reason that's, you know, propelled you from uh, just a young dentist to a dentist now who works with so many other dentists and, and is, you know, helps mentor them. So that that was really cool. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Dr. Barrett, any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I, I appreciate your time. And, um, you know, if, uh, any anytime, anything that you would need from me, please reach out and ask. I'm, I'm always glad to participate. Yeah, you know, uh, what, one final question, Dr. Barrett, maybe this one's uh, kind of spontaneous, but are there any dental conferences that you really have enjoyed going to? I know uh, we just went to the midwinter meeting in Chicago, but that's obviously a little north. Um, is there anything maybe in your region that, uh, or even if it's across the country, that you've kind of really found a lot of value in? Maybe if it wasn't like this year, maybe if it was like years past or, or anything you, you might add to dentists listening to this? So, I mean, I have always enjoyed the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. Um, I've always enjoyed the, the Coit Center um, and Spear. Those are really, I, you know, Spear and Coit were kind of the foundation of how what I grew up on um, long before they had their teaching places and they would travel. Um, I would go see them. Um, and, and I, um, 
you know, th- those are really my my main ones that I would tell anybody to get involved with as, as early in their career as possible. Another great piece of value. Dr. Barrett, thank you so much for joining us. We might have to have you on again someday because I know that there's probably a lot more we can talk about. Uh, last, last thing, if someone in Florida or someone listening wants to get in touch with you or one of your practices, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so I'll, you know, my, my Instagram is Steve Barrett, DDS. Uh, last name is B-A-R-R-E-T-T. So Steve Barrett, DDS, and you can send me a message there. Um, and my email is Barrett at greenbergdental.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Barrett, for sharing that. This has been another great episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab, and we look forward to connecting with everybody again very soon. Thanks again, Dr. Barrett. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at life at newartdental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.